When it comes to comedy in New York City, Gotham Comedy Club is about as elite for comedians as Lincoln Center is for ballet dancers. But not everyone that gets to grace Gotham stage is a celebrity or even old enough to vote. Hi, I'm George Bodarki, and this is Cityscape. Kids in Comedy teaches young people how to write and perform stand-up comedy. The classes are held at Gotham Comedy Club, and participants go on to perform sketches there before a live audience. Kids in Comedy was founded by Joanne Grossman and Stu Morden. I sat down with Joanne before a Sunday morning comedy class to talk more about this long-running comedy program for kids. Hi, my name is Joanne Grossman. I'm the director of Kids in Comedy at the Gotham Comedy Club. How long ago did you start Kids in Comedy? We started um, 1996, I believe. A long time ago. What inspired you to start this? My husband was a commercial real estate broker, and he um, was involved in a deal up near Columbia University at the old West End Bar and they asked Art DeLugoff, who owned the Village Gate, and Manny Roth, who owned Café Wa, if they were interested in opening up there. So Manny asked my husband if he would um, find them a restaurateur, and my husband was up there for a lot of the time, and um, he said, Do you know, maybe, maybe I could be a small partner instead of... Uh, you know, just taking my commission. My husband used to own a chess and backgammon club, and he likes being with large groups of people and schmoozing and everything. So they had two jazz rooms up there, and this was in 1989. And his, um, we had a child in 1989, so we were in baby land and everything. He arranged a restaurateur, and they opened it up, and he became a small partner, and he spent a lot of time up there. And there were two rooms, two jazz rooms, that nobody used during the day. So he started doing stuff for kids because he kept seeing women going by with strollers and little kids. So they started with storytelling. They did a rock opera for kids. And then we were introduced to a bunch of people who were, um, they did, stuff for little kids. They did. They were clowns and magicians and, and singers, all for kids. And most of them were birthday party entertainers. And kids could not go see them unless they were invited to somebody's birthday party. So um, we would have bigger crowds in our, in our shows than they did at night. And it was, it was fun. I mean, we'd get a lot of kids. You know, all their friends would come and they would have birthday parties. We'd do at least one or two birthday parties each week, you know, and it was very exciting. It was fun for us, and my daughter was, I mean, she was having the best time because she got friendly with all these clowns and magicians and have her birthday party up there. So then when did you start to focus on comedy specifically? So we started moving around to various places. Somebody who owned a, uh, a comedy club asked us if we would do what we were doing but at his club. But he wanted me to do a talent show for kids once a month. So we would um, have the talent show, and we had so many kids at the talent show that we had to run two shows that day. So I had sent out press 
Time Out New York listed it. Somebody from London who worked for the BBC saw this, called me, wanted to know if she could come in and film the talent show. Not seeing it was at a comedy club, but not seeing that that we were doing everything. I mean, we had kids who sang and danced and everything. They did it all, and they did. And there were kids who did comedy though. So we moved it around a little bit, and uh, they were offering offering us a contract. And it was a show that they wanted to film for. It was more like features instead of. Um, it wasn't an entertainment thing. It wasn't anything else. He wanted something that they weren't able to give him from the BBC because it was, you know, they give you a stipend. They give you a little something to, you know, thank you. But he wanted a contract, and he wanted us out of the contract. And they asked us if we could move someplace else so that we could actually do this and they were willing to pay the people something. So we had been doing shows at the knitting factory. So we asked them, and they said, sure. So we went down the knitting factory, and we arranged this whole thing, and the BBC shot it. It never aired, but it got us so much publicity. Somebody from another comedy club came and watched us and said, you know, you don't belong here, you belong with us. We moved to Caroline's at that point. We did it for a couple of years at Caroline's, but meanwhile, we got so much publicity. We were, they did an article about kids doing comedy on the front page of the Wall Street Journal. I mean, it was all over the place. And I had parents calling me saying, I have a really funny kid. Can he come and perform? And then we learned that we really needed to audition them first because kids didn't quite get what they were saying, and they were telling jokes that were off-color, and I was having complaints. And we realized that we had to really advertise ourselves as squeaky clean, you know, nothing off-color, no ethnic slurs, nothing that would offend anybody. And um, so we moved along, and we, we stayed there for two years. And, and during that period, we had kids who wanted to do this, and we auditioned them to make sure they were ready. And then the auditions turned into workshops because some of the kids were really good, but they weren't quite ready. We started adding kids on, and at one point we had a kid who was um, emceeing for us. And we were just doing shows. That's all we were doing were shows. And then it developed into, um, well, I guess what happened was that Caroline's decided that they didn't want to do this anymore. And I called Chris Mazzilli, who owns Gotham, and asked him if we could do it here. And he was thrilled. He said, sure. I mean, they're very community-minded here. They, you know, they have a lot of people who have kids who come here. And um, so we started doing our shows. Well, it was at the other club because Gotham moved. Um, I'm not sure quite when, but it... In 2000, they were on 22nd Street, and then they moved into this big space uh, on 23rd Street. What do you think it is about kids and comedy that attracted so many people, that brought the attention of the news media? Because there are lots of comedians out there, but who ever heard of kids doing stand-up, you know? And, and for a kid to do stand-up, and for us to keep it clean, 
they have to be really imaginative. It's not like, you know, like an adult who could say a four-letter word and everybody giggles, you know. We don't allow it. We don't do any bathroom humor or anything. So they have to, they really have to think about it. And it's, you know, basically what we turned this into is a writing program. So where are the kids drawing their comedy from, their humor from? I think their lives. I mean, we direct them to look at school, friends, teachers, you know, family, and, um, you know, and get them thinking about all this so that they can, when they're out there in the world, that they think about what's funny. So they write it down or they record it. But um, we, we didn't start our classes right away. Once we were at Gotham, I had so many phone calls from people who said, I have a really funny kid, but he wouldn't know where to start. So that's, that's when we started doing classes. For what age group are you doing classes for? 10 to 18. I mean, after 18, they can go off on their own. And before 10, they're not ready to do, to do the writing. They're not, either not developmentally ready, which often happens. We don't want anybody coming who's got their parents writing for them, and that often happens. How do you catch that? Their material, it's not, you know, it's usually... It's not coming from a 10-year-old, it's yeah, obvious. no. And we don't, we don't accept a lot of 10-year-olds because 10-year-olds sometimes are fine and sometimes just are, you know, they're not ready to do this. So um, basically we have two classes or two, two different kinds of groups on our, in our Saturday classes. And the Saturday classes are 10 to 13 and then 14 to 18. And we don't have a lot of older kids really. But um, we have a lot of teenagers. It's really, it was designed for teenagers. It was designed to give them a voice, to let them get up there and say what they have to say. They don't usually have a voice, you know. There isn't some place for them to speak, to say what they have to say. So you find this to be a cathartic experience oh, yeah. for these kids? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and we have so many kids who stay with us for years. It gives them um, a chance to bond with other kids who they have something in common with. They, you know, when they're in school, they don't always find other kids who have a common bond with them. Who are your instructors? My instructors are stand-up comics. They don't only do stand-up comedy. Most of them are out there every night performing. But all of them do comedy writing. So they do either freelance or whatever, but they're, they're always writing. And they're, they understand clearly what it takes to make something funny. Yeah, what does it take to make something well, funny? To, What's to at the heart of it? Some, to take something that is not funny, that they're just talking about something, you need to figure out how to throw in punchlines, how to punch it up. And they understand how to do this. And that's what we teach the kids, because we also have interns who are in our program. And these are kids who have been in, the, in our classes for a long time. And they also understand. So they're in the class, and they're helping the kids. They're working with the kids. But the interns are closer to the kids' age, so the kids relate to them better. 
And some of the interns are kids that we pulled out of the classes. They're no longer in the classes. <clears throat> and they really, um, they understand what they're doing. And they're not all going to become stand-up comics. It's, I, I don't really feel like we're total uh, training program for stand-up comics. But it's such, a, it's such a good way for them to learn to write and to write comedy. And, you know, there, there are plenty of kids who get up there, they're scared to death to get up in front of their class when they're in school. And this gives them skills to be able to do it, to make it a little funny so everybody's not falling asleep. And uh, it's... Yeah, so these are transferable skills. They can take Absolutely. this and use it in a boardroom sometime Absolutely. in their life. And keeping people awake then, because that, that's even more important than in school, that people would fall asleep in a meeting. Where do the kids come from? Are they largely New York City kids? They're all over the place. Um, maybe 10 years ago or a little longer, I think, we developed a summer camp. Now, summer camp is two weeks that kids can come and come every day from noon until four. And um, those kids come from everywhere. We have somebody who's an intern for us right now, and he, um, he goes to NYU. He's from Brazil. He would come up here because he had family up here, and I think he had lived in the States for a little while. But um, he loved New York. He's a great stand-up comic. And he's here because he's, um, he loves being here, and he loves working with the kids. You mentioned that the expectation is not that they'll go into stand-up comedy, but have many gone into stand-up comedy over the years? I, some of them have. Not, not a lot. Not a lot. Any, any names that we would know? No, I don't think so. But um, there are kids who have worked with us. They're pretty funny. Have you done stand-up yourself? Never. Never. I don't like being up on the stage. I'm behind the scenes. I can make everything work, but I would rather not be up on the stage. You mentioned you have a daughter. Did <laughs> she get up there and do this? She never did this. She did that when we did the, um, the talent show. She got up there and she sang. She was seven at that time, and uh, she's an actress. She got the, the stage bug from that, and she does more film and television. And she's, you know, she's been in movies and things, but she's um, right now in between, not, not quite. What would you say keeps you going, keeps you doing this after all of these years, keeps you motivated? First of all, I think that there are kids who would be really disappointed if I stopped doing this. I mean, they really come back every every time we have classes. A lot we, we have different kids coming during the year because we have a Saturday class, a Saturday morning, and then Saturday afternoon, and then we have um, a Sunday class because I had so many kids who wanted to be in there and couldn't get in because we were full, and we were full of kids who have been coming for a long time. So I needed to open something else up. We don't have the opportunity to use this club any other time because there are adults using it at night. How cool is it, though, for these kids to come in here and take a class in this club? The seating is all arranged here. You walk in and you walk past the 
photos of very famous comedians from George Carlin to Robert Klein, so many of them along the walls there. It's, it's all very exciting. It's exciting. It's something that's so different, and it really works. I mean, these kids love doing it. And it's giving them something that they're going to carry with them. And uh, it, it keeps me going. It keeps me going. Yeah, because this is a club that I would imagine many of them would never even walk into as yeah. an 11, 12, 13-year-old. There's yeah. a cover, first of all, and you have to show an ID. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. And some of them want to come at night and see the shows, and, and they can't. They can't yet. <laughs> so tell me about your shows. How frequently do you do shows with an audience? We do shows once a month. Um, it's, I feel like I put a lot of pressure on these kids because they, um, they come to classes once a week. Um, my interns also are coming in. We do a workshop once a month so that the kids who are in the shows can go through their material, develop some new material, and also keep going with it so that they're ready for, you know, for the show. But um, it's a lot of pressure to, to have them coming so often. So, um, And are the shows open to the public, or is it just friends and family? No. It is open to the public. It's open to the general public. Um, we do shows at the end of classes. So let's say we have a nine-week class or an eight-week class. That last week is for friends and family. So that's where the friends and family can come in. Um, the other show, I, I mean, if a kid is performing in the pro show, which is the once-a-month show, um, their parents usually come, but other people come. Comedians sometimes have to deal with hecklers in the audience. Do you teach them how to deal with hecklers? We don't teach them how to do with it deal with hecklers. We announce that there is no heckling, that there is, you know, these are kids. Be nice to them, be kind, listen to what they have to say, clap, but there's no heckling. What's involved in the classes from week to week? Well, we start them with a questionnaire, which gets them thinking about themselves and, and what they think and what they feel. We send them home tell them to look at what they've already written, and we've already discussed some of it in class. Then each week, they're given something to write. Now, they do their writing at home. They have um, possibly pulled things off of this questionnaire, picked things out they wanted to talk about. They'll go home. Then the next time, they get up on the stage, and uh, when they're up on the stage, they say whatever they have to say. And then the teachers and the, uh, there's one teacher and an assistant teacher. And then the interns all give them notes and tell them what worked and what didn't work and how to make it work. And they record all this. And then after that, they, you know, after it's recorded, they take it home, they revise it, they come in the next week with it finished and go on to another something that they're developing. And I think your next class is about to begin, isn't it? It is. Let me go let them in. The stars of Kids in Comedy are, of course, the kids themselves. Here are clips of two of them from a recent live performance. Speaking of food, you know how people are always saying things like taste like chicken? 
I don't even like know what chicken tastes like anymore. Because they're like, oh, I'm trying to express the spreads. They taste like chicken. <laughs> Brussels sprouts taste like chicken, there's something wrong. <laughs> I'm not from New York, but if there's one thing that I've learned from being here, it's that you guys just let stuff happen in public, okay? All right. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. A lot of times it's good stuff, like street artists and, and musicians, but you also have a dude that roams the streets every day in nothing but a cowboy hat and a diaper. <laughs> And you call him naked cowboy? Everywhere else, that's called a pervert, okay? That was 10-year-old Osher Cohen, followed by 15-year-old Kayla McKinnon, during a recent live performance at Gotham Comedy Club. I caught up with them at a class a couple of weeks before their show. My name is Kayla McKinnon. I'm 15 years old, and I'm from Alexandria, Virginia. My name is Osher Cohen. I am 10 years old, and I am from Bloomington, Indiana. So you're here in New York, though, trying your hand at comedy. How did that come about, Kayla? Well, my mom found the camp online, and she just persuaded me to do it. And at first, I was actually reluctant. I was like, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be good at it. But then I went and did it, and I loved it so much, and I decided to come back again. Did your mom just think you were funny? Yeah, she just, I I guess I've been cracking jokes my whole life, and eventually she was like, hey, what if we made something out of this, you know? Asher, how about you? Well, look cool on the internet, so thought I should try it. Are you the funny kid in school? Sometimes. Like, I'm the funny kid to my friends, but not to my teachers, so, yeah. <laughs> so what do you like most about this class? Well, it's pretty fun to do it in, like, a real comedy club kind of thing, and... I just like that we have the shows and get to be on the stage, and it feels really good. Gayla, how about you? Oh, yeah, I just, I like the exposure, getting to perform and, like, really try out what it would really feel like to be doing it is amazing. So you just did a set up there, a rehearsal set. What did it feel like to be up on stage like that? Oh, I love it. I'm always very nervous right before I get on a stage, but once I'm on the stage, I'm just kind of flying, you know, flying high, doing my thing. You know, I'm very comfortable, you know. Asher, how about you? What does it feel like to be on stage? It feels pretty good. It's really different when you do it for the actual show than when you're practicing, because once you practice enough times, no one thinks your jokes are funny because they've heard it a million times but once you're on stage it feels really different so where do you draw your comedy from the first time i did a bunch of religious jokes um and i kind of just try to do something new each time to see what i like the most but yeah i do some from my experience in school and some from my family I mean, there's a lot going on in the world right now, so a lot of times I draw off of just, like, what's happening out there, things I can't control. But a lot of times I also like to kind of roast my parents. You know, it's like a really good outlet, actually, for that sort of thing. You know, I can be like, my parents are crazy. (laughs) Do you test it out on them, or are they surprised when they see you do it on stage? Um, They used to want to hear my bits before I went on stage, and then I decided I was just going to surprise them since a lot of them are about them. (laughs) And what do they think? 
um, you know, they laugh. Like, they, a lot of times it helps them realize, like, oh, I guess I was acting kind of weird when I did that, you know? Like, and a lot of times they're good at laughing at themselves, so it's all just fun in the end. Asher, what about you? Do you poke fun of your parents at times? Sometimes, um... I try not to, you know, poke fun of them too much because I live in their house. But once I'm, like, old enough to get a car and drive, I can probably do it more. What's your favorite line to deliver? Do you have a favorite joke that you like to deliver? I like to do, like, impression jokes where, like, at first I'm just talking like a normal person. And then I'm like, rah, 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 and then I just, like, my voice that I say the jokes in is, like, totally flat and then I do the impression and it's like blah 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 and people think it's funny so do you have a comedian role model um I actually I recently got addicted to Conan O'Brien's YouTube channel so he's basically my role model right now what do you like about Conan like he does funny things and he like says funny stuff about himself so that's what I like about him Kayla, what about you? Do you have a role model in comedy? Um, I think my role models would have to be Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart at the moment the most. And what do you like about them? Um, I love Kevin Hart. I like how he's drawing on experiences that might have been painful. You know, the, the show Laugh at My Pain, that was, there was a lot of that. And he just does a really good job of making things that might be uncomfortable, making them like funny and things that we can laugh at, you know, and I love that. And then I really like Tiffany Haddish because she's just so out there and, like, loud and colorful, and I absolutely love that. I love it. Asher, who do you test your comedy out on at home? I don't really do too much of it at my house. I do more in school where I'm, like, not telling them that it's for the thing, and then I, like, see if they laugh, and I'm like, oh, this is good or this is bad based on that. So, yeah. What do your friends think that you do stand-up? Um, my friends, I'm, I guess they really like it because every time I tell them, they seem pretty impressed. Um, but it's funny because they're always like, oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. And, I, and being put on the spot is weird. But I think um, a lot of times people my age think it's just really interesting to be able to have like a platform for speaking where you can poke fun at things that we don't like about the world. Asher, how about you? Um, well, you know, they think it's okay. They come to my shows. Among my friends, all of them kind of do a different extracurricular activity, so it's not too unusual, but yeah. Isn't it funny, though, how people think that you can just be funny on the spot or expect you to be funny on the spot when you're doing comedy? It is kind of funny how they'll just be like, tell me a joke. Like, I've even had adults do that because my mom is always, like, bragging about the fact that I do comedy to random people. And then they just ask me, oh, do a joke. It doesn't work like that. I have to think things out because, you know, it, it takes planning, I guess, you know. What would you say is the greatest lesson you've learned by being in this class? Um, put the mic stand behind you once you take the microphone off. Um, they really enforce that here, and I feel like that's that's good to do. And why is that? What's so important about doing that? Well, you know, if you don't do it, you look like an amateur. And even if you are an amateur, you don't want to look like an amateur. So, Kayla, what about you? What's been the greatest lesson? I think one of the greatest lessons I've learned here is that it's possible to be really, really funny without um, 
you know, upsetting like an entire group of people. And I think a lot of comedians use that, and I guess that's normal. But it's possible to do it in a clean way and make people laugh, and that's pretty cool because I don't think I really truly believed it until I started doing this class. Is it a confidence builder as well? Absolutely it is, yeah. To just have, like, all those, all that time to yourself just speaking to an entire audience and they're listening to you is really powerful, actually. You, you realize that you can do it. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's sort of a confidence builder, but, you know, once you learn the ropes, kind of, you get more confident at what you do. So, yeah. Do you think you may want to pursue stand-up comedy when you get older? Maybe. I mean, like, depends, like, how much money I have already. But um, I'm not really into, like, the office jobs because they're super boring. So maybe, you know. Oh, I totally will. Like he said, if I have enough money, I'll probably do it, like, on the side, maybe late at night. But I definitely, I don't think that this class is the end of it. It's pretty cool to have, like, teachers who actually are stand-up comedians because it's like, you know, it's not like, a, oh, we hired this guy off the street because he went to college um, because they actually, like, know what it is and can give good pointers. So, yeah. I guess I would just say that I, I recommend this literally to any kid, whether you're confident or not, because you never know what will happen once... you're given the opportunity to get on that stage and say what you really think and all that. So I would just, I say everyone should try it. Kayla, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Asher, thank you. Uh, Thanks. Asher Cohen and Kayla McCannon are just a couple of the funny kids from Kids in Comedy. Earlier, we heard from one of the program's founders, Joanne Grossman. To find out more, visit kidsincomedy.com. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. My thanks to producer Caroline Rotante. I'm George Boldarki. Thank you so much for listening.